Welcome back to Introverted Breakdown. I am your host, Lamar Bridges. Today's another special guest. I have my boy, Dwayne Carter, also known as Wayne. This young man is a uh, music artist who is rising, who has some talented music, might I say. Also, he's an old good friend of mine. <laughs> What's going on, Dwayne? What's going on, brother? Blessings, blessings, you know, hanging in there, man. That's what's going down. That's what's going down. So, I can't. what, uh, let me ask you this. What drove you to rap? Because when I was younger, maybe 17, 18, I used to freestyle a lot. And uh, a couple of my friends were like, you should rap, you should rap, you should rap. And I did it as a hobby because I loved rap music. And I probably was 21 when I tried that. And it, like I said, it was still a hobby for me, but it never took off into me wanting to do it. What, how did you start and where was it coming from for you to say, this is the lane I want to take? Well, you know, when I was young, I used to play this game, uh, the WWE wrestling game. Oh, shit. And, like, Mark Henry had this. Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, Mark Henry had this uh, intro. um, And he had this instrumental where when he always would enter the ring, this beat would be playing. And I could never get it out of my head. Yeah. So this this probably was, I was like, Eight, I, I was a kid then, and I wrote like a little song to it. So after that, you know, I basically like told myself, you know, if I can, you know, write to a little video game beat, then, you know, I, I could do something bigger than this. So ever since I was young, I, I always had like a passion to do music, I always wrote shit down in notebooks. So, you know, as time progressive, like now, you know, I do a little music here and there. And, you know, I get compliments, you know, I got some SoundCloud wave going a little bit and uh, like my, my close friends, you know, they put me up. I got uh, DMs of uh, like people saying that they like my music. So I'm just, you know, just taking them steps to, right. you know, get better, have a better deal, you know what I'm saying? Build a fan base. Absolutely. Absolutely. Before I begin any further, you can listen to Wayne's music on SoundCloud. Um, is it all capital or is it just a capital W? Because I I believe I put uh, all caps. Yeah. All, yeah, it's all caps. Okay, for sure. I, I know I um made sure. Also, if you do want to reach out to him, maybe collab or uh, just to you know follow him, you can also follow him on Instagram at blessed underscore 91 underscore. So you, at eight years old, man, you said, let me write a song to this music. <laughs> Yo. You I know, that, that gave me like a pack. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. I think at eight, I think my uncle used to uh, have myself, him, and my little, uh, and my cousin. We actually made like a song. Um, our group was hip hop trio and 
we were awful. Wow. <laughs> we were <laughs> awful, bro. No lie. Um, and you know, once again, it was just us being funny, trying to have fun. It's all family, so everything we did was a joke, and it wasn't into a, a serious form. So the fact that you were listening to this instrumental and you were like, I want to write a song to it, regardless of how it was. I mean, you know, at eight years old, you were only at that eight-year-old level of writing. So are you still heavy at writing or do you try to venture off with freestyling like Lil Wayne and Jay-Z, Biggie Smalls? Where, uh, what type of, what style do you do? But when it comes to writing, you know, like I said before, I used to, you know, write when I was a kid in notebooks, you know, just for the fuck of it. Even if I had an idea, I write this shit down. So now when I go in the booth, all I got to do is hear a beat and then picture the melody, draw the hook down. Um, if we got a bridge, I do the bridge and then I do the verse. So I basically just go in there and not even writing nothing. I just hear the beat a couple of times. Okay. So I feel like if you go in there writing, you just overthinking you're thinking too much. So I just go out there and, and feel the beat and I vibe out to the beat, you know, and I do different uh, type of genres. I do party, uh, pain, you know, uh, happy. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm more of a like uh, any beat and I'm uh, unorthodox. Okay. And uh, if I hear a beat, I could just go, go with it. You know what I'm saying? I don't really uh, try to think too hard on the beat or, or anything like that. I'm very versatile, I wish to say. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you know, versatile. that's funny. I was just listening to that song by Kodak. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, Damn. you know what? Uh, you say you're versatile, but I want to ask you this question, and it, it's going to be an episode of mine. Um, you understand how they say women or black women are over-sexualized, right? Right. Now, when it comes to rap music, do you think the men are over-sexualized? In a way, because we seem to only talk about uh, money, clothes, and hoes. So it kind of, to a sense, to a sense. To a sense, to a sense, and it all depends on what the the song and is about, what the topic is, right. because it, it can come from both. It can come from both sides. You know what I'm saying? Female could be talking about how she, you know, selling her shit or how she in her bag and making money, and you know what I'm saying. That's in it, and it all ends with emotion at the end of the day, because that's what sells. Um, right, because. I know a guy who just dropped his mixtape and when I was listening to it, a lot of it was sex. I started listening to King Von, um, Rico Reckless and, or just the songs that I had listened to. It gave me this thought men are very over-sexualized or over-sexualized because every other bar refers to 
fucking someone's girlfriend or fucking this girl. And right. you it's it's a transformation from I just shot someone, now I'm fucking someone. And it and it plays off back and forth. And it gave me the thought, wow, <laughs> is that all that rap music can offer as of this day and age where it's just guns, drugs, and sex? I mean, like like you said, man, like we said, like to a sense, yeah, because that's the only thing that seems to, to sell. Um, it's promoting shaking ass, like you said, getting money or hoes or fucking this nigga wife or even suicidal shit. I mean, you know, rest in peace and happy uh, belated birthday to my boy Juice World. But he also made um, a success just by rapping about suicide and struggle and, you know, pills and overdose, just like Little Pete. These guys, you know, rapped about certain things that they knew was going to sell. You know what I'm saying? So it's all in it's all like a, in one bar. It got different. It's its own section, but each promotes like it comes to join in the same form. You know what I'm saying? It's each promoting right. to make money. Okay. Right. So do you think that because of that, do you think there's a responsibility to our community because of the music? Now, when when I say that, I, I completely understand a celebrity is not a role model, but a celebrity is an influencer. And we are now living where influencers have more influence than the role models. You think there's some type of responsibility from the music that should be changed? I mean, of course. Celebrities have a celebrities have a bigger platform, so therefore they got a bigger voice to branch out. So I mean, I think they do take out um, take a big responsibility because they got people looking at them just like kids. You know what I'm saying? And these kids at these celebrities, these rappers, these actors and actresses as role models, you know what I'm saying? So if they putting out WAP or putting out a certain, um, no, no, uh, no downgrade or, you know, uh, not trying to throw shade on WAP, the song, it's a, it's a good song, but, you know, to the viewers, you know what I'm saying? Like kids, you know, underage people, how are they, how are they thinking? What are their mental like when they're watching songs like that? When uh, songs are being made, in that type of way. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I, I'm starting to grasp that that is not just our women who are over-sexualized. It's also our young men. And it, it becomes a trinkle effect where it starts here, then it drops here, then it drops here, then it drops. By the time a five-year-old, by the time this little boy is five years old, He's going to have to know what sex is all of a sudden because of how music has transpired to sex, 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 sex. So what do you bring that says I'm different? I mean, right now, right now I'm working on a song and it, 
It's talking about I got COVID nineteen up in it. You know okay. what I'm saying? I'm I'm talking about COVID nineteen. I'm talking about the struggle. I'm talking about where I came from. You know what I'm saying? Like like uh one of my uh songs I'm working on it says um Malcolm in the middle, but no middle man. COVID nineteen. I ain't shaking hands. <laughs> Diamonds Mike Jack do the boom dance. I don't want to say too much, but. That's yeah. just a sample, you know. That's just a sample. I'm talking about. I'm not on all the, yeah. Okay, yeah. You know what? And I, I want to ask you: How has COVID affected you? Um, I can tell you now. If you understand what introverted means, for me, the 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 virus has not affected me mentally, only because I enjoy staying at home. Matter of fact this podcast is perfect for me to be at home and you know, I'm not, I'm not the type to join parties. So for me, it wasn't as effective, but for you, how has that made things harder for you to go to a party to rap or to, you know, do some type of performance or bring someone with you? Um, I basically been just, you know, keeping my circle tight and small. Um, I hit them up, you know, uh, on uh, Instagram and Facebook, like when I arranged the studio that uh, I had probably like a couple of weeks back, uh, called my guys up, you know, and uh, just hit them up and told them to meet me up at the studio in LA. But um, I'm not really like drawing big crowds, like, you know, I would because due to COVID-19, especially when you go to certain areas, they only want a certain amount of capacity. So right, right. it's kind of hard to like bring whoever you, you know, bring your whole, your whole fam or, you know, your big circle. But I brought a select a few people. It's not as easy as it was before COVID-19 right. getting around um, and shit like that. I feel like things are starting to open up slowly, but surely, but you know, shit is different with the COVID-19 now. Yeah. Yeah. Just imagine. I don't know if you, I'm sure you have, um, but I was driving uh, the other day and everyone that I passed that were having some type of conversation, they all had on the mask and it just shows you how, dramatic the change of the society can bring because people were worried about you know a fucking guy walking around at midnight by themselves now you're worried about can i even trust this person because growing you know growing up in the hood we see a motherfucker with a bandana on all around his face oh he wants something oh yeah now that motherfucker on that bandana is just walking by. It's it's hard now, man. Especially if they got a red or a blue bandana on. Right. We don't know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. You know? I was I was coming from work when the guy had on a bandana, and bro, quickly I, you know, I I'm like, what's up? But he's just walking by. He's just walking to his car. Because he it's, he came out of nowhere. <laughs> It's funny you say that because um, I was on my way home from work one night. Uh, I was working a late shift. And it was this guy on the, 
holding a skateboard, walking across the street. I'm coming up to the light. I'm not really paying no attention, uh, no big deal until he's walking and he looks at my car and he stops. And I'm looking, I have my window down, rolled down at the time. Okay. And um, it's, it's crazy because I'm, I'm looking at him and he's walking and it's his, it's, it's his walk to go. It's his green light. So he's walking, he's supposed to be walking across the street. But he stops right there and start walking towards my car. I rolled the window up and, and just like, you know, made that turn because I was in the turning lane turning to go right. Right. And it's just weird. Like, I didn't even give him the chance to speak or nothing because I don't know what he had up his sleeve. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. He probably exactly. Could, like, whack me with that skateboard. Exactly. You know what I'm yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Like, you got to just watch out for, you know? Yeah. Because it's. And what I think it's going to do is it's going to heighten the distrust between us where I already didn't trust you just walking down the street. But I understand you could just be some guy walking down the street. But now that this mask is on your face, that's different because I don't know what the hell you're going to do at this point. I mean, granted, you still can be just walking down the street. But what I'm saying is it's going to change the level of fear for people to be more cautious to you, a random person. You know, not a lot of people take chances and doing crimes. You know, it, it takes a, a bold person to do that crime. So that mask is like, boom, God damn it. Now I can't I can't trust you. And right. you're going to always be doing this just because someone is, is wearing a mask. So it's covering their face because we already can't tell who you are when you do this, you know? <laughs> but, um, yeah. The, the, it's great. And, and you, go, you go out in the street and, you, you know, we go uh, on our way to work and come home. And it's like, it's like, damn, we were just wishing... And thinking like, damn, you know, uh, back when 2019 was here, we was both like, you know, 20, 2020, man, we going to make this our year, man. 2020 right. going to be a good year. All the New Year's resolutions and all this shit start coming in. It's like, damn, bam, you know what I'm saying? We get slapped in the face. You know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> like, I'm trying to like think about, oh, 2021, I'm a New Year's revolutionist. Oh, it's going to be our my year, this and that. Yeah. I'm just going with the flow because, you know, you always got to prepare for the worst and wish for the best. Right. It's it's, <laughs> it's funny you mention that because I think I talked to maybe six people who said that. They said that, like, 2019, I was all negative. 2020, I'm going to be a positive person. This year, I'm going to do more to change my character. And then... 2020 happened. Now, I just don't want to do anything. People now regret and and are upset because they can't go certain places. I mean, you know, I should take that back because people are still doing shit anyway. But yeah, that COVID has, I want to say for me mentally, I'm fine because like I said, I'm a homebody. I'd rather stay my ass in the house, play on my computer chill watch a movie or something so in a way i guess that's the same with yeah yeah that's the same with me my mom she um when i was younger 
my mom used to keep me in the house. <clears throat> I wasn't allowed to go to house parties. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't allowed to go out, you know, stay out late or go to the parties, you know, that they had because they, my mom already knew what they was about. And I kind of thank my mom for that, you know, because now I don't even go out. It, it, the only time I'm going out, if I'm going to work or if I got to go to the store, you know what I'm saying? I don't need to be out. You know what I'm saying? So that made me, uh, uh, my mom keeping me at the house when I was younger made me a homebody when I, as I grew older. So right. I, I appreciate that too. Cause if I'm being at home, I'll be on the Xbox going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all gonna how? add me, man. Y'all gonna add me on my Xbox. Born most hated. That's my gamer tag. Go add me on that Xbox. Or if I got PS2, I'll be on that Call of Duty and uh, Apex Legends. You know, we cross play. So you go add me, man. Born most hated. I'm 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 gonna be I'm gonna get a stream too, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna do all that shit. I got my um, I also got my uh Instagram page too. Okay, it's so, the same uh, name, or I got a gaming page on my Instagram. Uh, nah, it's uh, it's Apex Views. Apex Views. It's Apex okay. under underscore Views. Hey, on on Instagram. I also okay. got a, a 420 page too on Instagram as well. 420. That means you big blowing, huh? Yeah, 420. <laughs> if you put in 420, you should see you should see me. Just type in 420. Okay. I think okay. it's it's called it's 420 now one. That's 420 now one. Uh, okay. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Instagram for the 420 shit. Exotic shit on there, man. Yeah. Hey, so how did you think? Let me see if I can ask this question because it's on the fly. So. I recently been checking out Mike Tyson's podcast. Now, I drive right. when I drive home uh, from work. On uh, there's a billboard of Tyson's ranch. Now, I kept saying to myself as I seen it, I kept saying, "What type of ranch does Mike Tyson have?" You know, this right. man has a weed farm. Um, I heard him talk about it in his. In a podcast that he was with with Joe Rogan, I right. watched his podcast too. Okay, and he talked about he talked about how he had his own strand and he only smoked strong shit, and he that he smoked he loves smoking weed. He talks about it with Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan is a big ass weed smoker himself. So, okay, I, I haven't checked out Joe as much. Um, with what drove me to listen to Mike Tyson's podcast was the Little Boozy podcast. Uh, well, the Little Boozy episode where he wanted Boozy to oh, apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I was listening to it, I was like, wow, you can hear the clarity in Boozy's voice. He understand. He was very aggressive towards um, Dwayne Wade and his child, I'll say. Um, but he was like, I'm not changing what I said. I apologize how I said it to you, but what I said, I'm not changing on. And most people will say that's stubborn. And I agree it is stubborn, but was he wrong in saying, why are you letting a child have such a dramatic change in their earlier stage of their life? Um, you know, a child is like a sponge. 
You know what I'm saying? They they soak up a lot of shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you really got to be careful about that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I feel like children are like, you know how like a turtle, when you put a, a turtle in a, a cage and it gets bigger, it uh, adapts to its surroundings. Like if you get a bigger tank, the turtle gets bigger. Right. And I feel like that's how a child is not only physically, but mentally as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Where uh, where did you get your mentality to continue? Because um, you are uh, born from L.A. So what gave you your mentality to continue? What gave you the understanding to stay consistent at what you do? Uh, I've been, you know... I've been through a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff from my, you know, my past. I was adopted. You know, I don't know my real family at all. I'm still looking for them. But, um, you know, I grew up, you know, kind of rough. I had to learn shit on my own. My adoptive mother, she was good to me. You know, she was there for me. But, you know, like, you know, most, you know, like most, you know, kids, you know, young and hard-headed, you know, thinking you know it all. You know, so I was in and out. She used to, you know, put me out because I used to, you know, cuss her out, you know, at times. Just being a young kid, you know. Okay. And, you know, one day I just left, like, at 16, 17 and never came back. And that kind of, like, made me grow up, you know, because, you know, I had to on, on my own. I still was, yeah, I still was in high school. I was staying with my girlfriend at the time. But, you know, I had to get a job. I had to, you know learn how to provide for myself. Right. But I kind of made me have the mentality to just, you know, keep pushing and pushing. So that's what made me, that's what made me a man that I am now, you know, just knocking down that pressure, you know, cause I grew up having a lot of, uh, what's that word of uh, procrastination. I used to procrastinate a lot, you know what okay. I'm saying? So just applying pressure and just believing in God and believing in yourself, you know right. what I'm saying? You could do what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? I look in the mirror and see the realest nigga I ever knew. Hello. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Introverted Breakdown Podcast. You are listening to Wayne, an L.A. rapper. You can check his music out on SoundCloud. Um, do you have a mixtape out? Or are you just putting out songs? It's singles, man. I'm just dropping little singles here and there for right now. I got a... Um... Okay. Single out called Bus Bus. And I got a, uh, another song uh, called Doe. And yeah, I got an yeah. old party song on there as well. You just check it out. Go to my SoundCloud. It's Wayne, capital W A Y N E, all caps. Yes, check sir. it out. Absolutely. Bus Bus. I couldn't even afford the whip. I had the Bus Bus. <laughs> I remember those days. So, right. as a LA rapper, how did the death of Nip affect you? Because we we both went to Crenshaw. We both grew up in that culture. But I'll be honest with you, I wasn't a fan of Nip until Marathon. Marathon came out. I started actually enjoying his music. But how did it affect you um, as a rapper, as a fan? And as a black man, to see a black man that lived in the 60s, as we know it, 
how did that affect you? You know, it, it kind of did affect me, man. I used to listen to his music. <clears throat> like I told you, man, I used to stay with my girlfriend while I was in high school, and my girlfriend stayed right there on Bryanhurst, okay. 10th Ave. So I was like right there where, you know, Nip and his people used to stay at a couple, couple apartments down. You right. know, when he shot the music video, I was over there. You know what I'm saying? So I used to see him a lot. Not a lot, but I used to see him when he, you know, used to pop Can't. out. So, mm -hmm. yeah, man. And I didn't believe the news at first, man. That shit fucked me up, man. I got nip. I got nip on my shit. My car, man. You know what I'm saying? I take him. I take him wherever I go, man. RP the nip. <laughs> Real nigga. But you know, I hurt me, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he's from South Central. We both from South Central, man. And we come from that environment. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we know what it's like to lose a, a loved one that was really trying to take care, you know what I'm saying, of the hood. You know what I'm saying? Most right, people, right. most celebrities don't do that. Go back to their hood and, you know, try to build up and put their people on. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> absolutely. He was definitely a, a role model. You know what I'm saying? And he was definitely going the right way. So I think it really hurt me and not only me, a lot of other other people as well. Yeah, it 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 showed that people really were influenced by his music. Granted, like I said, I wasn't a fan until Marathon, but I don't look at Nipsey how everyone else does. To me, Nipsey Hussle will always be the gang member first. And not saying that's his whole story because he came from racks of riches and he started improving his community. Now, I wouldn't say right. he was necessarily stopping the gang violence, but just the fact that he bought the fat burger there improved it and try to get people to work there shows the growth and the fact that he bought that entire plaza and tried to get people to see the business aspect of what we should be doing. That will always, always be remembered as well. Exactly. He got the, he got the uh, barbershop and he got the fish market as well. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. He named it Steve's. Or, um, uh, yeah, or fats or some shit. <laughs> so, yeah, man. what, what can you really say you're, you're making a difference in as far as your music? Are, are you going to be the, Kendrick Lamar. I don't want to, I don't mean by as in comparisons, but I mean, just, are you going to be the conscious man? Are you going to be the feel good man? Uh, what responsibilities do you feel you have for your culture? As far as your music goes. I want to make music that people can feel and not only myself, but people can feel as well. You know what I'm saying? And, just set a melody, set a tone, set a certain sound that people will want to hear. 
or want to listen to. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not just what you say. It's not just the lyrics. It's the flow as well. So it's the sound. You know what I'm saying? It's the sound with the beat. So I'm bringing that sound that people, you know, want to hear and, you know, want to vibe to, uh, you know what I'm saying, on any occasion and just bringing that delivery as well. Right. So if I, if I can make you feel what I feel, then it's, it's accurate. Shots accurate. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so who you know a lot of rappers um they all have someone that they idolize they looked up to as far as um the music industry goes what what rapper made you feel like you could do this as well <clears throat> um I got I got a couple of couple of rappers, man. Um, once I seen Tupac in movies and rapping too, I was like, damn, man. <laughs> cottonmouth, cottonmouth. So I was like, man, you know, I'm like, you know, if he can do this shit, even people like my age, I'll see like, you know, the late um Lil Peeps and uh, Juice World and X and all them like they, these dudes are younger than me. And I'm like, man, these cats is doing stuff that they want to do. You know what I'm right. saying? They they going, you know, chasing their dreams. You know what I'm saying? And when I seen guys do it, you know, it, it make me want to do it. When I seen Tupac do it, it, it made me want to do it. When I seen Lil Bow Wow doing it, because we grew up in that era. Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah. the Lil Bow Wow. <laughs> Yeah. And that's where we grew up, 90s, right. 80s. You know what I'm yeah. saying? No, so I, I, used to, I used to listen to Lil Romeo a lot and, and play instrumentals and rap, you know what I'm saying, with my shirt off, acting like yeah. I'm buff and shit. And, <laughs> you know, any little nigga, though. I was skinny as hell, linky as shit. But, you know, I just imitate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what made me, like, you know, imitate and, you know, build a certain character of my own that I can uh, perfect and give to the people. Okay. You know what? I'm about to say some controversial shit about Tupac and you can take it how you want, but I tell people Tupac is the biggest character ever. <laughs> Pac is the biggest got, character man, ever. He got, so kind of, he got all kind of personalities <laughs> to him, man. And, and I say that because he did go to a performing arts school and it makes me wonder, did he pick up that character over time? Because who did he start with? Um, I can't think of that group name, but you know, he started as a young guy rapping, but it wasn't street shit. Huh? He was a dancer too. He, yeah, he, he was a yeah. dancer, bro. Yeah, yeah, he went to a performing arts, so he theater. did everything. Yeah, he did theater, man. Niggas, mm-hmm. niggas beat, man. Niggas don't know about Tupac, man. Shit crazy. <laughs> yeah, but man. Well, his raps wasn't like street shit, and he evolved no. in the 90s into this thug rapper. And I tell people, I'm like, that's probably why. Whenever I look at Tupac, 
I'm like, man, that dude just sold the greatest story ever, ever. I mean, he probably <laughs> surrounded himself with, you know, people that made him like, you know, change his aura. Mm-hmm. Look at Justin mm-hmm. Beamer. Uh, you know how he was acting black at one point of, of his life. He was. Hanging out with he was. And now he's like the whitest guy ever now. So Right, right. It's all about who you, who you <laughs> surround yourself with, man. <laughs> Absolutely. How um how important is the the future for you where you know we here live every day like it's your last, but I've been saying this maybe for like a day and a half. Well, you didn't die today. So what's tomorrow? What are you going to do tomorrow? So how important has investments been? As we saw, Nipsey has been doing hell of a stuff. How important was that for you to see? Or how important was our people to see that you should put money somewhere? I mean, it's always important to invest. You know, because there's certain things that we wasn't taught in school, you know, that we learn, you know, uh, on a daily basis. You know what I'm saying? They didn't teach us how to really go out there and be your own boss and invest in this, invest in that, get Bitcoins, you know, invest in stocks. They only taught, you know, certain things. They taught you how to work for the white man. They taught you how to be on a certain cycle, wake you up, go to school for a certain time, and then you go home. Right. You clock that you basically clocking in, clocking out. They they trained us to go to work. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's so, what I've been saying. <laughs> that's what I've been saying. You've been trained since you first started elementary school to have a and the thing, set the thing of things is, to do. Yeah, man, it's all about breaking the cycle because that's all it is is a cycle. Right, you know, breaking right. the cycle and becoming. Know, your, own, your own boss breaking out that mental um you know mental slave uh, slavery mental cage you know what i'm saying absolutely. that's all that is we're mentally you know, trapped absolutely man so so you you're doing your rap you're making your rap music is that the only part to the career or is there anything else that you have in mind that you want to adventure off into? I mean, me working at Thunder Studios, me, you know, um, being around certain influencers and public figures and high-end people, uh, I'm trying to, you know, go where where it's shining at, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Clothing model, um, actor, uh, you know what I'm saying? Still do, you know, music, still trying to do that. But if that, you know, on the, on the side burn, <clears throat> on the side tip, it's going to be, like I said, acting, be a clothing model for like big clothing line. You know what I'm saying? So that's just different, different projects in mind. Like I still got a visual coming as well for my uh, song that's called Bus Bus. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I talk about where I talk about in that song, you know, I couldn't afford a whip. I couldn't afford the car. I had to take a bus. Right. You know what I'm saying? So kind of like broke that situation down in that song. We could go check that out, man. Bus, bus. Bus, bus. <laughs> um, 
you know what? Um, I have a, uh, my brother is actually doing uh, fashion as well. Um, he has been making a clothing line. Uh, it's called Paper Trees. And right. um, I'll send him the link to see if he still uh, needs someone to, uh, you know, model off his shirt. Um, okay. This stuff is pretty good. I'll send it to you. I'll share it to you. Um, I truly believe you'll like it because for some reason he's very creative. And I remember I told him I'm, I'm thinking of making shirts and I was like, maybe you should too. And then a week later, that fucker made shirts. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, a name, a design, and he's been pushing it. I've been helping him push it. Um, you said you want to venture off into that as well. I'll talk to him, see what he want to do. Um, but I'll for sure send it to you, let you see how it looks. Yeah. yeah I'm, but, down, man. I'm down for any uh, projects, any um, networking, man. I love networking. That's absolutely. what I do at my job. Our network, man, because it's all—it's all about networking too, man. To get to make it out in this world, you gotta network, you gotta communicate, you gotta talk to people, you gotta get your your voice out there, and Absolutely. you know what I'm saying. Get face out there. You gotta sell yourself. It's all about selling yourself and communicating with people, man. Getting good with uh people that you want to get good with, because once you're getting good with people, then that's when. You know, they tell the next person, they tell them it's all about promoting. You like promoting yourself. Right, right. You got to sell yourself. Exactly. Um, Well, I just want to say thank you for joining the interview or my podcast, I should say. Um, Before I end it, I'll give you the last minutes or whatever you want to say, what you want to get out, what you want people to know. Um, I like to give my guest, the last word uh, to the podcast before I close the podcast. Uh, floor is yours. Uh, once again, man, y'all go check out Bus Bus, SoundCloud. Wayne. What about Doe? What about Doe? Okay, that's coming <laughs> next. That's coming next. Uh, go check out Bus Bus and go check out Doe. I got I got a you know mixture of people. I got four people on that song. You okay. know what I'm always pretty interesting is that it's not yeah. just me on that song. and buzz buzz it's not just me on that song as well okay i got my boy on there so icy and y'all can check out him uh his instagram is uh i'm so icy i am so icy um and he he's pretty smooth man he come in on the last verse and he, he said you know he, he said what he said he made the song icy man he did it he did his thing <laughs> so I appreciate him for that, man. And uh, yeah, Buzz Buzz, go check out Doe. You can find me on SoundCloud, Capital Wayne, A-Y-N-E, all capitals. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you guys for tuning in. And like I said, man, y'all can be anything y'all want to be if y'all just put y'all mind to it. I wake up in the mirror every day and look at the realest nigga I ever saw in my life. (laughs) There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good night, brother. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another introverted breakdown. Uh, If you want to check out 
my podcast on Spotify, Google. You want to check it out on YouTube. <laughs> it's right there, ladies and gentlemen. Anchor.fm I slash I N T R V B K D W N. Also, if you can, follow my Patreon at patreon.com. I N T R V B K D W N underscore P. I have merch. Shirts will be coming soon. Peace.